Thanks for tuning into Americana Music Profiles. The next episode starts right now. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Dale Ann Bradley grew up in rural Appalachia. Her home was in the rural coal fields of Kentucky. She once said they had no safe electricity or running water until she was a senior in high school. She attended a primitive Baptist church where no instruments were permitted, yet somehow Dale Ann found the music. She's since been part of two Grammy nominations, named to the Kentucky Music Hall of Fame, and been awarded the IBMA Best Female Vocalist of the Year Award six times. She joins us on this edition of Americana Music Profiles to talk about her amazing musical career and her latest album, Kentucky For Me. Hi, Dalian. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm so glad to be here this morning. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Where are we talking to you from? Are you still in Kentucky? I am right here in Kentucky, smack dab, literally on the Tennessee-Virginia line. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, and that's been home for you, at least the, the state of Kentucky, pretty much your whole life, right? Pretty much. I, I was uh, born and raised here, where I am now, in uh, Middlesboro. Well, actually, I was born in Pineville, but the, the whole thing's in Dale County, Kentucky. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, grew up here and then uh, uh, have moved a few times, but I've always come back. I moved to Jacksonville when I got married and uh, came back. <laughs> <laughs> different different places. Actually, I've lived a lot of places in Kentucky, so uh, I'm still, still in Kentucky other than that little Jacksonville thing. <laughs> yeah, I understand okay uh and if i understand correctly uh your your early childhood was was kind of rural and kind of a, a humble way of life uh in, in the early days is that right it, it was it was i'm i'm thankful for that though but you know we had uh, it i don't know it took a while i think for uh uh some things to reach our part of kentucky and our part of the world and uh, you know, for many years, uh, there wasn't any water. You dug your well or carried it out of a branch or whatever, you know, uh-huh. the electric, uh, uh, we had one light socket growing up and wow. extension cords to that. And it was, <laughs> it was very dangerous. I, I, somebody the other day, I said, uh, they were talking about fuses and the old fuse box uh-huh. and stuff, you uh-huh. know, we used pennies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was, yeah. But it, it was, you know, it was very rural, but uh, uh, it was for everybody. In yeah, sure, sure, Appalachia. sure. Yeah, and and um, kind of limited access to music too, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that that was part of our do a few things. You know, of course the the religion, uh, primitive Baptists. You know, they they kind of they don't have any in their services. Any, right shake notes or instruments or whatever so that kind of fell over into the uh you know my life too and but after uh after a while you know i i got uh got a guitar about 14 i guess it was and and uh was performing at the state park here and around so uh my dad got comfortable you know comfortable with it <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the little story you tell about your uncle um uh, uh, bringing in eight tracks 
for you to, to oh. listen to. I, I just kind of had this vision of uh, somebody uh, uh, recognizing your talent and smuggling music into you. <laughs> That's ex that's exactly what he done. You know, if he mailed it or or brought it, you know, it, they probably wasn't going to say anything, but he did. It was a uh, an eight track that uh, kind of came apart and made two two uh, speakers out of it. Oh, then you could sure. lock yeah. it back together yeah. and put the batteries in. <laughs> I remember oh, that. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, good. I'm so glad. I mean, you know, you 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 couldn't pick the song. If you heard a song you wanted to hear again, you had to wait. It went all the way back around. <laughs> but but that's that's uh, that's wonderful times. I think when things are not so accessible to you, you find uh, so appreciation for them when you. Uh, and comes your way sure yeah so you uh you were able to get your hands on a guitar and did you somebody teach you or was it kind of self-taught it was self-taught my uh my uncle who lived uh, just next door knew some chords and he'd wrote written them out on a piece of paper you know make the little frets and the strings and so i learned uh those three chords two or three i can't remember and and from there you know i would actually just find them you know if hmm. i was playing and i i would just kind of find out how to make the chord and in doing that i made chords the wrong way for a while so i had to go <laughs> back and i was trying to put this finger here and this finger here of course there was a lot of uh uh ouching with the uh the calluses on the fingers sure. my grandmother came in and said you you get you a bottle of rubbing alcohol and it probably brought me one and vinegar and you just pour it on there and it'll go away. And it did. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, so at some point you, you were able to uh, uh, start playing and, and, and I think there was a little group that uh, I think you said a music teacher at school kind of got yes. you, got you on the right track. He did. He had grown up uh, right in the same uh, holler. Uh, as my mother and uh, uncle and my grandmother and uh, he was just like a, a family member you know and uh, so he came he transferred from one high school to the next high school and uh, that was the one that I was in in, in this county and uh, oh it was he and his wife played at the Pine Mountain State Park during the summers and I got to do that and, and started, you know, branching out a little bit. And then there was some other folks, uh, bass and, uh, I guess it's banjo, bass and guitar. And we, uh, you know, we, we went around the region, you know, from Lexington to Louisville. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lexington to Knoxville, actually, because I'm, I'm pretty close to Knoxville. And uh, so we, we traveled around and, and, uh, you know, and had, had fun and I learned a whole lot. <laughs> Was do you remember the time or a time when it, it just clicked and you knew that this was the thing you were going to do? You know, I never thought of doing anything else. Hmm. That might have been to my detriment. I don't know. But <laughs> uh, that's all I had in my mind. I was like obsessed with it, hmm. you know, hmm. in school, high school and grade school, too. And, uh, it, you know, I, I I just never thought of doing anything else. Did it? 
was it obvious at all at that time that it was, you know, we hear the story about uh, athletes that grow up in areas that are less affluent and, and that's kind of their way out. Did it feel like that for you as far as uh, leaving the place, that, that, that rural area and music being the thing that takes you out of that environment into uh, into the city and into a little little more of that type of environment? Well, yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess so. I, I knew that was, but I knew that, you know, you can't, uh, uh, perform, uh, for a whole lot of people unless you do leave, right. you know, your sure, hometown. Sure. But everybody here, all the, uh, all my friends here, uh, even some of the church members, you know, they were so supportive and, uh, they still are some that are still with us, you know, mm-hmm. um, but it was it was it was a vessel, and uh, I didn't know it at the time, you know. But I always wanted to I always come back to Kentucky. If I was anywhere in Kentucky, I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> you and so since then, you've uh, recorded quite a few albums, and uh, my gosh, uh, uh, female vocalist of the year six or seven times with the IBMA. Um, oh, I, I think I think it's six, uh, but that was. That's just I am so I don't know just humbled and and grateful yeah. that folks you know when anybody, anybody gives a nod and 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 likes what you do and can relate to it that's that's a great feeling yeah yeah did did it at any point after you got your career started um, when when did you start kind of looking ahead like okay I think this 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 might work and and wow people are really enjoying what I'm doing and and this actually might be able to be a career well I think it's probably I thought it thought of it more in that terms as a little you know more, further than just around the region when I went to Renfro Valley mm-hmm. uh, and there was so many that was just a world to me that uh, uh, I had never seen, even though it's still right here in the mountains, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just 75 miles down the road. (laughs) Uh, It was, it was still different. You know, I was, I actually, I could see I-75 that helped a whole lot Mm -hmm. (laughs) and 25, you know, but uh, yeah, it, 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 I learned so much at Renfro Valley. I couldn't have learned it anywhere in in school or anything like Mm -hmm. that. You know, Mm -hmm. I learned. Uh, about all the pioneers like Bradley Kincaid and uh, the new the Coon Creek girls and uh, uh, Homer and Jethro, old Joe Clark, Red Foley. It had such a rich, rich history, you know, mm-hmm. in, in first generation country music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then the Coon Creek girls is the band that you ended up playing with for a while, right? I did. They had been away from uh, Renfro Valley for quite a while, and uh, the owner at that time uh, thought that you know they were in Berea. That's about twelve miles up the road, mm-hmm. and and their their beginnings were at Renfro Valley. So the owner wanted them back down, and their uh, position came open for the lead singer and uh, guitar. And then I stepped into that, and uh, then that's where I traveled. That was the vessel that actually took me. You know. And has do you write your own songs or some of your own songs? I do. I'm uh, uh, just an everyday writer. You know, I something has to kind of stay with me mm-hmm. for a while, and then then it kind of comes together. I get uh, I get stuck on melodies too. I love melodies, and mm-hmm. it seems like the melodies is what brings the the lyrics. Have you when you go in to record an album is 
the the mix of songs you've written and songs that other people write do you do you have an uh, an idea in mind what the balance is before you get started you know i kind of kind of do i didn't realize that i did uh i've never done one that was a theme until this new one that's going to come out in june mm -hmm. but yeah would always uh really study the songs and go through them and and see and ask other people like my dad's really good at that you know he was he's uh he picks out all my gospel songs mm, okay. <laughs> he's a minister you know yeah. <laughs> and uh uh but i i you know i ask family and some dear friends that you know do you like this or how, how does this 12 or 11 songs uh, you know uh go together and they're always been good enough to give me their opinions and uh, honest ones and and so yeah i've i usually balance and uh try to make sure i get as many uh experiences and feelings in there that i can yeah sure and then here a couple of years ago you found yourself uh in a band with a couple other gals uh sister sadie uh oh I, my god kind of a I, I think originally just a kind of a side fun project that ended up um finding quite a bit of success Yes, it, it, it was just a, uh, supposed to be a one-time thing. You know, I had, uh, went kind of 1997 is kind of when I went with, uh, you know, my own band cause all the girls had left, <laughs> <laughs> went and had babies and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so, uh, I'd done that for years and years of recorded and, uh, I had worked with Deanie a lot uh -huh. on my solo shows and with the, the new concrete girls okay and gina had been part of my band you know on and off for a while she's always been there when i needed her to play banjo bass or sing uh -huh. or whatever you uh -huh. know so uh and i knew tina and i knew uh beth at the time and uh so uh, ann sawyers who was a beloved music person that ran the station in and she put that band together She's no longer with us, but she put it together. That was the five girls that she, in her mind, after years of, you know, looking at different musicians out there at the station in, she mm -hmm. put that together, and we, we went down. From the first time somebody kicked a song off in rehearsal, we rehearsed a little bit before that night in, at the station in. From the first time that was kicked, something just, I think, kind of, in all of us mm. and uh nobody had said anything about you know going any further with it or whatever and after that show i think we got four uh gigs from sta uh, <laughs> station in that night wow. and then we started getting you know getting calls and and uh so we went ahead and put it together i'm proud of my time with them i love those girls and they've done so well and uh, uh, very proud of them and was was glad to be on the ground floor of that yeah that entity right there <laughs> and, and you guys actually ended up uh, uh, uh vocal group of the year i think ibma uh, a couple years oh, ago we well i think there were two two i think back to back if i'm not mistaken I think, yeah. but I, I was there i was there for the first one and then i had uh, had started working on some other things there when the second one and then the entertainer uh, I was, I was there for that one, the entertainer award. That was just, uh, that was so sweet. And, and, and well, it was actually COVID. We had taped our, right. uh, everybody had taped their responses and whatever, you know, that was the year for that. Right. And, um, 
but it, it you know it went on and on and uh, and and they're still going on and on making great music so i every time i see them i I'll hug them whether I'm with them or not. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and so th- then you're you're now into you uh, a new iteration of your solo career and and working on a new uh, album project um, that we were talking about off air. Um, Kentucky for me. I think you said set to be out in June. It is. We've had uh, three singles. I think the one by one with Danny Paisley mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Sun's Gonna Shine with J.P. Pennington. And then uh, this new one is Love Train with uh, Rebecca Lynn Howard on it. Mm. And what this is is a, a tribute uh, to Kentucky and, and all the artists. I'm, I was so grateful and excited. You know, Larry Cordell's on there. That's the title cut is uh, uh, Larry Cordell and myself with Kentucky for me. Mm, cool. That's a Tom T. Hall song. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Calvin and Sam Bush and wow. uh yeah, and and so many Kentuckians. Uh, uh, Jim Hurst is actually was born right here where I'm at right wow, now. He was born cool. here, and then then his family went on to uh, uh, Dayton. You know, when, yeah. when they were when he was small, uh, and then there's Brandon Godman on fiddle. He's from Kentucky, uh, so there's so much Kentucky tied up in it, and the songs are most of them are just about Kentucky, and if they're not, they relate somehow, like the one by one with. Danny Paisley, you know, he's not, but Red Foley from Berea mm-hmm. uh, at, with Kitty Wells made that a really classic, iconic country song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. And do you, so the singles are, are, are trickling out. The full album is out in June. And are you um, going to be out uh, touring with this music? I am. That's why we kind of got uh, a little bit delayed. We're going to have it out, I think maybe March mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And then I had, of course, had my heart attack and um, and the surgery, so that kind of just slowed it down just mm-hmm. a little bit, you know. Yeah. Pinecastle was so gracious. They they wanted to make sure that I was ready for the album to felt like, you know, uh, promoting it. And I've done a couple of shows. One was at the Station Inn, mm-hmm. and then uh, Real Strength Bluegrass uh, Festival in uh, Xenia, Ohio, uh, I did that one, and uh, at the station inn, I did about six songs, and then uh, my band and and Kim Fox and and those uh, folks, you know, they were good to uh, to really, you know, step in and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and help, and they did that at Ohio. But I did a little bit more in Ohio, so I'm hoping that, uh, you know, as we go on and do more shows, uh, I get uh, get more strength and. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit more confidence too, you know. Something like a heart attack and open heart surgery, you're like, who oh am I? My gosh. <laughs> yeah, wow. Just to be back out there that fast, that's that's amazing. Uh, oh, I'm grateful and thankful. Pretty full schedule then for for the summer and fall. You know, it, it does. It, it's going to be uh, exactly what I need for the rest of you know this year. But we got some great gigs. We go to Branson for the uh, bluegrass and barbecue at Silver Dollar City, Uh, I think week after next, it's the first part of May, Uh, then we've got to, you know, three in Sevierville, Tennessee, which is 80 miles from me, Mm. and that's uh, one for the city, and then uh, uh, another one, two for the city, and then we go to Dollywood in in October, Um, but it's just the the ones that are, and we go to Jenny Brook up in Vermont, and uh, 
taking it, you know, I take it one show at a time. Like, sure. really, that's all we can really do, healthy or not. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad that you're you, you're on the mend and and back out on the road with your new music. Do, how far ahead uh, do you look with your music? Like, are you thinking about the next project? Or are you just let's let this one marinate for a while? What what's that process look like for you? Usually, of the next album in the studio. Well, <laughs> the uh, the current one. I've always been that way. I uh -huh. don't know why. Because uh, I hear songs I like, and and you know we've done shows the the ones for the current. Like, well, I'll we'll do this one on on the next album. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. uh, I'm always always looking for songs. I, I love to hear uh, songs that move me, and and hope that they move other folks too. You know, as for Ariel and Sam. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. So, um, uh, again, the new album is Kentucky for me and, uh, out, uh, in June singles are trickling out now. What's the best way for people to get in touch if they want to, uh, be ready for this one to come out or they want to listen to some of your earlier stuff? Oh, well, uh, we, you can go to Pinecastle, um, dot com pine castle music or pine any yeah, get you there if you put pine castle sure, in it yeah. they've got you know you can order it from there and I'm all on my uh you know here where i'm at and of course i think amazon and all of the uh the venues that that sell music uh -huh. you know uh it, it's there pine castle i i really am thankful they're they really are great people, and I've been blessed to work with some great, great folks, you know, working at Renfro Valley, and then uh, I met Sonny Osborne with the uh, Coon Creek Girls, mm -hmm. and then he, uh, I guess it was two of my solo albums, the first two, and I learned so much from him. He was just a well of of knowledge from a, from another day, mm -hmm. you know, sure. um, then, yeah. And then Tim uh, Austin at Dubuchet, Dubuchet was, uh, mm, yeah. oh, it was just such an incredible label and it was really making strides and putting out the best music. Uh, then, you know, all that stuff went down with downloads about 20 some years ago. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's I been know. that long. I know. And then working with, um, Allison Brown was a jewel. Um, that was I learned so much there, mm -hmm. uh, you know that that it helped me when I started producing my own albums. Yeah. And, and every time, you know, I would always think, "What would what would Allison Brown do?" <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, thank you, Daly, and I appreciate you taking the time to uh, tell us all the new stuff that's going on and and just uh, share your journey with us and. Uh, I sure love your music, and I wish you the best this summer, and I, I, I hope that you continue to uh, get healthier and stay healthy and, and uh, make music for a long time. Oh, honey, I, I sure appreciate that. I do, and I want to say to, to all the folks that, uh, that sent up prayers and helped me in any way so that I could, I could heal, oh, you all are a blessing, and that's one of the special things about bluegrass uh, fans and the artists. I mean, they're well. They they really come to to the rescue of somebody's in hurting and in need. They, sure they really do. Yeah, yeah. Big family. Yep. Well, thank you, Dalian. Thank you, Greg, and thank all the listeners.
Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.